We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. It's time! You asked for it, and you got it. At BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. TJ, you know I love football, and you know ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. You know, Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I honestly don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie.com. You know, I know that you may not know who you're betting on from week to week, but I do know for a fact you know who you're betting with, and that is... The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. My bookie. And if I've learned anything about you, Bruce, you don't endorse anything that you don't truly believe in. You've done your research, and for good reason. My bookie has stood out as uh, you know one of the best uh, sites out there to place your wagers with. Yeah, absolutely. You know they've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, which I checked out. And that the, the key thing is, which is important to me, is their mobile site is easy to use. Because let's face it, we all use our phones these days. I also heard Bruce that they have in-game betting as well. So it's not just the typical matchup. You know. Team A over Team B, there's props that come up, there's live betting, there's a lot of other options than just that typical, hey, I'm going to take so-and-so by whatever. Exactly. And when you go to MyBookie, join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, whatever you put in. Use the promo code BUFFER to activate the offer. Now, remember, when you do BUFFER, it's all in capitals, capital B-U-F-F-E-R. So visit MyBookie online today. That's my. Bookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code BUFFER in capitals when creating your account to claim the bonus. Hey, if you play and you win, what happens, Bruce? You get paid! It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Moncton, Canada, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you because we talk about everything on It's Time. 
sex, drugs, rock and roll, President Trump, politics, news, current events, UFC. You name it, we talk about it. It's called No Holes Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my host, co-host, rather, TJ DeSantis, and our guest co-host, the ever-entertaining, ever-sensual, ever-beautiful Ms. Sammy Phillips. Hi, TJ, and hi, Sammy. Ooh. Ooh. Sammy, it's been a while since we had you on. (laughs) I know. I feel um, unloved. But all of a sudden, I feel like the most special girl in the whole wide world. Thank you well, for having I, me back. Uh, of course, and I appreciate it. But listen, you're a big wig over there at Penthouse. You're working away. We had you on the show last week. You were on the set. You were filming. Uh, you had problems being the director and the status that you are at that time. And you had to take care of business. So you're back with us this week. Simple as that. How was everything at Penthouse? Everything good? Everything's awesome. It could not be better. We're very busy rolling into yet another production at the end of this week. Very cool. I hear you moved into a new house, and congratulations on that. Yeah, very cool, very cool. All right, so listen, the news of the day right now, um, basically very discouraging. This is something that has and has not occurred before, but this morning various bombs Explosive devices, potential explosive devices, they still have to be inspected, were mailed to Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, the liberal billionaire George Soros, former CIA director John Brennan, and former Attorney General Eric Holder all over the past few days. Now, if I'm not mistaken... um, And Maxine Waters. And Maxine Waters. These are all people that are not necessarily on Trump's favorite list. So to a degree, and what I mean by that is, is, is that whoever sent these has a, has a plan in mind. I mean, I, I've never heard anything like this. We've heard where mysterious devices have been sent before, but to be sent to an array of political figures, uh, such as the ones that we just mentioned, all at the same time, that's a hell of a plan to carry out. I hope they catch this person. I hope these are not explosive devices. I hope it doesn't work out to be that way. But if they are explosive devices and they were that close to being delivered, picked up, opened up, and God forbid exploded, think how tragic that would be. Think Really, put your minds behind this. And why is this happening? We know, you know, we know things change, things happen, but this is one of those things. I hope it doesn't continue. I hope it stops right here. And we'll see how this turns out. Were you surprised to see this this morning, guys? Uh, I was. I mean, you know, I I also, forgive me for being um, one of those people that are suspicious about intentions and reasons of why things happen. I just feel that the timing is interesting right before, you know, the midterm elections. Um, Now, all of a sudden, we are like on the defense and, you know, there's, you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's a distraction. Um, We're all going to be paying attention to this for weeks to come. And it just, I'm wondering what laws are being passed today or what things are supposedly being voted on today that this would distract from. Well, time will tell, but it's a very surprising, uh, Live update that happened this morning. We'll see how it unfolds. Hey, let me, Not let, happy let me about just it. jump in real quick first because you asked you know, ahead, both of us if we were surprised. I did. And like, I did. And like, yeah, I I am surprised, but I'm not shocked. And anytime you hear about something like this happening, it's 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 jarring. It it makes you uncomfortable. It does take you back a little bit. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like 
I feel like the old show we used to do with Sam was called the Sex and Relationship Show, and now this show is like, oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Let's talk about politics. And uh, wow, well, this, this show has grown up. We're, we're now like watching uh, C-SPAN. We used to be watching, you know, the Penthouse Channel. Now we're watching C-SPAN. Yeah. No, please keep well, watching the Penthouse Channel. Yeah, for Sammy's sake, keep watching if you're a Penthouse watcher, reader, watcher, whatever the case might be. But, uh, yeah, you're right about that. I mean, listen, that's what it's about in its time. We have to report the news. We have to report our opinions on the news and events that take place. This is a horrific situation that happened this morning. Again, we'll see how it unfolds. Um, not happy. Not happy reading this at all. And, you know, also, too, going on right now, the stock market is dumping over the last week. Uh, people, be careful. Watch your portfolios. Put some stop losses in on your stocks. What I mean by that, if it goes down to a certain point, you don't want to lose too much money because everything you made in the last year, two years, uh, could easily disappear within a month or two months. I've seen it happen before. I'm not being a pessimist. Just stay up to date. Be aware of what's going on. Manage your finances properly. Just want to give that little bit of I, advice out there. I was, Go ahead, Sam. Over, um, I was overhearing a couple of my friends who invest talking the other day, and they were mentioning that there is to be a soon upcoming another stock market crash within like the next two years. Do you predict that? Is that something that you foresee? Yeah, I do foresee it because, well, again, it's a crash, but the crash could be, is it 5%? Is it 10%? Is it a horrific crash like happened back, you know, in 2006 or eight, whenever it was? Um, yes, because the old story, Sammy, nothing keeps going up forever. There has to be corrections. I do predict in the next two to three years, you're going to see stock market correction. Will it come back? Well, it already is recorrecting itself now. It started to come back and now it's falling again. Uh, who has a crystal ball? To me, the stock market is a legalized form of gambling because uh, you're betting on stocks just like you bet on sports. Uh, hopefully, you do your research with the companies you're investing in, but it is, you know, it's a hit and miss situation. That's why you need to be diversified in your investments. As far as real estate, um, I've been through probably three major crashes in my lifetime. Real estate has been doing great. Interest rates are going up. We're probably going to have a little correction there soon. Depending where you own your real estate, the type of loan that you have and the real estate that you own, um, they always do survive good crashes. The real estate I own is, is basically in the beach areas in California. Uh, it's always survived every crash and come back stronger. Then you have other people in the inland areas that got those no, no um, money down loans interest only loans. We all know what happened in those situations. So again, people, you got to be smart about your finances. You got to be smart about the real estate you own. Nothing goes up forever, but it does recorrect itself. And many times more than not in the case of real estate, it comes back to be more profitable than it ever was going up in value as it survives the crash. So yeah, Sammy, I do predict that we are going to see that how bad it's going to be. That's another story, but there is one person or a couple or more than one person uh, just outside of, uh, um, or bad, rather in Simpsonville, I think South Carolina, is it? I'm not mistaken. Oh my uh, God. Get yeah. out of here with the one winner. One point. What was that? Sammy? Get the F out. <laughs> I think Sam was melting down into her pillow and going, why? Why wasn't it me? Oh, you. No, oh, no. you that was a, oh, that's a mega millions uh, reaction. I got it. Well, uh, the winning numbers, $1.537 billion. 
probably work out to be about $800 million after taxes if you take it all up front. Uh, basically, a small town of 18,000 people outside Greenville in Simpsonville. It was sold at a KC Mark convenience store. And guess what? Um, he has 100, they have 180 days to claim the prize. So who knows? Nobody stepped forward yet, from my knowledge. But half, then again, they don't always be publicized. Well, half the time, I think that these people forget they bought a ticket, and it's like sitting in their uh, you know, center console of their car. Yeah, well, wherever it is. The point with the news that, like, if you live in that town of 18,000 and you bought one of these tickets, it could be you. Um, what, also, another thing, the laws, the, the lotto laws of that particular state don't require the winner to be public. Like, some states, it has to be public. That state does not require you to make yourself public for the safety of the winner. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So let me give you another another little tidbit of information here. Um, You know that the people that sold the ticket at the $1.537 billion jackpot, Mm -hmm. that store gets a half a point. So that that store is going to get $75 million roughly. Not bad, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) She's killing her. It's killing her. Uh, let's be happy for the people that are happy. Let's hope they're good people. Let's let's hope they enjoy their money because it's going to make them literally probably one of the 100 rich, richest people in the world, if not 200 richest okay, people but, in the world. But wait, hold on. Not to be a pessimist, but history by going through like what has been, you know, sort of documented throughout history with winners of such magnitudes. Um, they end up blowing their money. There's like a lotto curse that befalls upon people that win that much money. Um, they're preyed upon. Um, they blow it. They give it away to, you know, uh, 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 causes that, you know, whatever. Right. They and, burn out uh, generally. They, they burn out. Uh, yes. I let, hey, yeah. hey, if That's this, right. If, if these people are going to burn out with this amount of money, it's going to be a hell of a fireworks show. My could be a hell, a hell of a show, as you say. But you know, at the same time, too, a lot of these winners have won the one, two, three million, a lot of money, easier to spend and waste that money over time. Here it is, like you said, TJ. We're talking roughly eight hundred after tax millions, eight hundred million after tax dollars. It's going to take a big effort to blow that money. I mean, it's really not next to impossible, but you have to be a complete village idiot to blow that kind of money unnecessarily. It's just too much money. We'll see. I just we'll don't see. even you know how know. much money. I mean, how much money would that make a day in interest? You know what I mean? You'd have a oh hard time God. spending all that money that you just make in one day on interest. Listen, you know what in, I mean? In today's world, you, know you can have a couple. The thing that pisses, Sam's fired up today. I'm sorry. Sam is Sam. fired up. Let me, let me give you let me give you one bit of tidbit um, tidbit on what you just said. You can have a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank collecting your less than one percent interest. And you know when you see your statement at the end of the month, you see that you earned maybe around $1, okay? So that's basically $5 for every million. Um, it's really not that much money in the bank. Where you would make money is if you had it making yourself like, you know, 5 6% a year or something like that guaranteed. So, you know, not less than 1% a year. I, I look at my bank statements that come in and I'm like wondering, why do I even keep my money in the bank? You know, or whatever I keep in the bank. It's ridiculous. And then you read about all these executives at Wells Fargo and other places that are making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in salary. Good for them. 
Hey, but Bob, I'm getting less than 1% interest on my savings. Buff, please. if you have $800 million in the bank, you're roughly making $8 million a month in interest. So. Oh, my. Okay, I'll have to jump in right now. I am just whatever. Here's the thing. I keep trying to win the lotto. You know why? Because I just want to give it to everyone. I'm sick of all these people winning that are selfish and who knows does what with their money. If I won that billion dollars, do you know that I would give literally every person in the United States, I would would take a small portion and save it, and then I would literally divide, if it's, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, 50 million people all together, I would divide the money and I would give money to every single person. And, like, and I just un- that- unfortunately, though, Sam, like literally the cost to do that would be astronomical because you'd have to hire a firm of people to make sure that people aren't duping you. And then depending on how much money you give them and, and depending on what jurisdiction they live in, it's all going to be taxable. And there's a gift tax. It would it would be a pain in the ass. Like that's a virtuous and wholesome thing to do. But I guess I'm going to be the legal beagle over fuck. here. I still want to do it. I would it's still it's a one. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful thing, Sammy. It's a wonderful thing to do, and it's a wonderful thought on your part. But I'd rearrange it if you ever get lucky enough to have that kind of a situation where you don't give it to individuals. I'd I'd work on the charities where 95 percent or 90 cents of the dollar goes to the charity because if you're going to give to every citizen in the United States, you're not just giving to the good people. But you're also giving to the rich, you're giving to the criminals, you're giving to people that don't deserve it, which is a small percentage of the overall populace, but it's an imbalance. I would give it to areas, just suggestion, where A, it's taxable write-off for you if, if needed, and at the same time, you're giving it to people to really benefit causes. But causes that go right to the cause. I know you love animals. I can give you three animal charities tomorrow morning where it goes there and it'll do a lot more good than sending it out of the mail miscellaneously to every person in the United States. Sorry, everybody in the United know. States. I'm not I, trying to eat. not trying to cheat you out of money, but money's got to be spent properly. No, I, I appreciate, wait, hold on. I appreciate your sentiments. At the same time, what might be something that's important to me that, like, I'm in a root canal, and that's what I would spend my $1,000 on. Sammy, sorry, excuse me, uh, TJ. Sammy, stay close to your phone. Because you're you're oh, going fired out. up. You're she, no, no, she's fired yeah. up. She's pushing her, her receiver against her face a little yeah. bit. I think. Uh, this, no, I'm. This is trying to be normal. This is what I would say, Sam. This is what I think you should do. Like when you say like root canal. Like this is what I wish people would actually do when they come into this kind of money. Like I would set up certain parts uh, of the country with things like, look, I have almost a billion dollars. I am going to fund a dental office in the city of Chicago, where at any given time, 300 dentists are waiting for you to walk through the door and they'll do all your dental work for free. And then over in Wisconsin, I'm just going to buy all the tickets for Wisconsin Dells from now until the end of time. And the first 1,000 people that show up every day get to go in for free. Like, like just max capacity. Like, think about that. Think, think if someone spread the wealth around in a manner where you didn't necessarily need to give everyone money, Sam, to go do these things. All of these things were somewhere being paid for and, you know, people that that were in need or were willing to travel a little bit could take advantage of your, you know, good deeds. And also, too, you know, your sentiments as well. 
That's just don't perfect. want to give everybody money. That's Sammy, so Sammy, cool. just give give everybody money and remind yourself my address is five 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 five. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on a little bit here, folks. That's We've not got a some real serious address, stories. Sam. You can give me Bruce's cut. All right. <laughs> yeah. No. No problem. No problem. All right. So. We've got some stories to talk about right now. A little horrific at the same time. Oh, great. Uh, we must the be ending the barrier show re- No, 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 no. We're going to get into some good <laughs> stuff for some more positive note. Uh, a cruise ship uh, cruising over the Great Barrier Reef in August, which is already suffering badly. It's plagued by pollution. It's plagued by coral bleaching, the whole nine yards. Unintentionally spilled 7,000 liters, which turns out to be 1,849 gallons of waste, okay, which is basically the equivalent of 100 bathtubs full of waste water into the Barrier Reef, which is now going to cause problems. Carnival had to pay a fine of $1.5 million to get their vessel released. Um, it's amazing. They're trying so hard. The government's trying to raise the Australian government $380 million to improve the water quality and restore the reef this year. Now, all of a sudden, that's going to be more money because of what just took place. Not much to comment here, but Mother Nature is a beautiful thing. We're constantly ruining it in different ways as human beings and industrious. Um, I hate to see this happen, too. So it's a beautiful place. I, uh, TJ, I don't know if you've ever been down in Australia. Sam, I don't know you have, but the Barrier Reef is one of the most beautiful places you can visit in the world. I never especially have, but during- kind of what you're talking about, Bruce, I hate to say this, and I know we we are human beings, but... Joe Rogan had a bit a long time ago in one of his comedy specials where he said he was like flying into L.A. and he looked outside the plane and he saw the concrete jungle that was L.A. and it was sprawling. And he's like, it, it looked like cancer. And and ever since then, when I hear stories like this, I just feel like human beings are parasites. And our sole reason for being here in a lot of ways, whether or not we want to control it, is just to destroy the planet. Well, it's what's happening. I'm not saying that we're doing it as individuals, but, you know, as a society, it is happening. Well, yeah, I mean, like you, you and I and our individual usage in, you know, our carbon footprint per se is not that big, but there's a lot of us. Yeah, I agree. Well, let's hope that situation corrects itself. And uh, it's just, just too beautiful. It's Mother Nature. Okay, problems were happening back east. Now they're happening in San Francisco. I'm sure Sammy's going to have something to say about this. But more than 200 have named in San Francisco in a list of clergy accused of sexual abuse in the Bay Area. 200 clergymen or clergy representatives, clergy members accused of misconduct. That's just outrageous. Now, this is all, you know, all happening on top of the other instances that were happening back east, where a number of people uh, were found also being accused of sexual abuse. The Vatican's being accused of a cover-up involving abuse of priests, and that's according to a Pennsylvania attorney general, whereas where the other situation that was reported recently is happening. Sammy, this is horrible. You know, it's just horrible. It's hard to, there's no reason to go into details about it, because we all know what they are, to a degree, but how how can you walk away from this? How can you cover something up like this? I hope whoever in the Vatican knew about this and learned about it uh, is dealt with properly for covering up this situation as well in the local, uh, the local areas where it occurred. Any comments, people? Uh, TJ, do you want to go first? No, I mean, I mean, I have thoughts. I don't want to share any of them, you know, like this is, this, this is a story that obviously it's new, uh, but, but it's the same old story we've talked about time and time again over the last 10 plus years. 
and I feel disgusting when I hear about it, and I feel even worse when we have to talk about it. So that, there's my thoughts. Good thoughts. Horrible thoughts. And thoughts. Uh, my thoughts are that, you know, um, I think that there have been abuses going on for a long time, and I think each, I think the the cases that have been reported just get rolled over to the next Pope. And I think that they, it's the same, dude, it's the same thing with colleges and rapes. They handle it quote unquote internally. They don't want it to get out. They don't want it in the public view. They don't want it handled by prosecutors. They handle it internally. Right. Um, so I think that, uh, Sometimes if something, if, if, if something is so widespread and it's, I know it's hard to like comment on this. So if it's that widespread of, of an epidemic, it's hard to control it. It's hard to dial it back. It's hard to eradicate it. If you're not even identifying the fact that there's a problem. So I think it's gotten so far out of hand and more and more and more and more people have come forward that the Vatican cannot ignore the epidemic any longer. So you can't just handle it internally like that. Uh, not when it comes to sexual assault. It just, well, it sh- you know, it's, sh- it shouldn't be hand. I mean, it, it should be handled internally to the point where they're trying to handle it to prevent this from happening in the future, but yeah, this is pure, this, yeah, fire, whatever, whatever you need to do. But bottom line, this is breaking the law that the, these people have to be arrested and they have to be dealt with appropriately. And I, and I think very, very, very appropriately. And there's nothing else that could be, Can that I should be even you, considered. Go ahead. Your opinion on this. So, um, I'm not like the most, uh, educated person on religion, but, um, the priests that were accused of the whatever is if it's Catholic, it's a Catholic church, correct? Yes, correct. Okay, so do they allow priests to marry the Catholic church? You know, I can't answer that. I'm not sure. I know that uh, in some religions, yes, but I'm not sure about the Catholic religion. I don't think previously they were allowed to marry, but I for something in my mind is telling me that has changed. Um, you know, in the past. So I, I it, sh- long answer to a short answer. No, I do not know. I cannot answer that. T- okay. Well, Jay, do me a favor while we're my, talking. If, if, why don't you guys Google that if you can while we're talking? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. So my thought is if they were allowed to have sex and they were allowed to marry, maybe they wouldn't be subversively doing it with parishioners. You know what I mean? Well, you're okay. Sammy, watch. Yeah, watch your phone, Sammy. Stay on the good reception part of your phone, please. I'm sorry. We're just having a little I'm technical trying. difficulties I, I, today. I, I, I have I, not I, even no, no, that's, it's, right, I don't. Hey, right I, now is perfect. Stop. Right now is perfect. Just everyone's arguing about something that no one has any control over. It's the internet. It's not Sam's phone. Okay. It's the internet. All right, let's get back. Uh, okay. Thank you, TJ. Uh, Sammy, in answer to your question, whenever, in my opinion, whenever you take away the right oh. or you, you take away the, the ability to do what's natural, right? Whether it's eating, sleeping, sexual activity, and in the case, this case, sexual activity, um, then you're taking away a natural human trait. And how can that how can that not cause an issue as a, as a someone is going through life as an adult? Have your answer if you're for holding you, by that the way. Back? 
I have Go your ahead. answer too. Yeah. <laughs> eleven 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 thirty nine, is that the number, Sammy? Um, I have exceptions are admitted and there are over two hundred married Catholic priests who converted from the An- Anglican communion and Protestant faiths in most Orthodox right. traditions and in some Eastern right. Catholic churches. Men who are already married may be ordained priests, but priests may not marry after ordination. Right. So the way that it's been ruled is uh, the, 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 the Orthodox Catholic religion uh, made an order, a decree, if you will, that in 1139 uh, priests were not to be married, and they reaffirmed this rule in 1563. Now, there are some ambiguations and, and some... Uh, you know, offshoots of it, but largely Orthodox Catholic priests are not to be married. They are, in fact, married to God. Okay, well, with all respect to that statement, um, I say it again. When you withhold the ability to do what comes natural as a human being, I think it can Agreed. create issues, period. You ever and, see and the, that's uh, what we're listen, reading about I here. I say the same thing to men who, to women, sorry, to women who are married to men, they aren't having sex. Guys, if they're not getting sex from you, wife, girlfriend, they're going to get it from somewhere. So uh, I don't see a male priest being any different than a male husband. A male is a male. Um, uh, that, that's, a little, that's a little high. That's a little far-fetched to a degree to compare the two. You know, a male is a male. Yes, you're right, Sammy. A male is a male. But in one instance, you're dealing with a male. sexual needs that need to be taken care of, correct? Yeah, yeah, but I understand your statement. Your statement is correct. If, if, if you're not taking care of your mate, she's probably going to find it somewhere else. Okay, I, that, that was a statement you made, and I agree. That's a statement that's true. It's also true the other way around, too. It goes I, both sides. I, in I, this I, case... I, I, wait, I, let, me, let me finish. No, sorry, in, in the, wait a second. One second, TJ. In this case, you're just talking about direct, not, it, do, not allowed. Do not make contact. You are not allowed to do this. It's not like... You're in the same room, you're attracted to each other, you married each other, and one sexual drive is not the same as the other, which causes an issue. Okay, that's human nature. That's, 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 that's being human. In this case, you are told you cannot do this. It's a difference, Sammy. There's a difference. Can I but just, yes, it does involve male. Can I just say that, I mean, this rule was implemented in 1139 and then reaffirmed in 1563. I'm surprised that priests just... I mean, uh, it's radical, it's barbaric, it's disgusting, it's a gross idea. Uh, Obviously, it never happened. But things that were talked about and bandied about and made decisions upon way back then, I'm surprised they don't just make priests be castrated. (laughs) That's kind of a, you know, that's... Agreed. No, no, I'm saying they should. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm surprised that there wasn't the rule back then in the 1100s. In the 1100s, yeah. Not not today. Great, great. I am. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Put that on me. All my uh, blame. Yeah. Awesome. Can we go? Let's go. We got to go. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go from this story to one other horrific story, and then we're going to go to some good stories, okay? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a very difficult subject to talk about, and um, it's just, just a very difficult subject to talk about. So it can't be that bad. Uh, well, Sammy, you heard about the surgeon and his girlfriend down in Orange County that were charged with the date rape and, and drugging and raping intoxicated yeah. women. Have you heard about that? My God, this is disgusting. This guy's been a doctor. 
And he's, you know, a good looking man, a uh, beautiful girlfriend, the whole bit. They go out, they pick up uh, girls. He was even on a reality dating show called The Online Dating Rituals of the American Male. Um, and they're charged with, they were charged with drugging and raping two intoxicated women, which where they'd bring them back to their apartment or their, their home. And uh, basically, they were charged with rape by use of drugs or a copulation by anesthesia, controlled substance, and other crimes. But now, a whole rash of women are now coming out. They've been doing this allegedly for years, you know, with the girlfriend clearly playing a significant role in disarming the victims to make them feel, you know, comfortable and safe to set up this whole situation. This, along with the last story we talked about, I mean, these are serious crimes. And, you know, these are crimes that need very serious, uh, how do you say, um, sentences if found guilty. Consequences, definitely. But, you know, it's just, this is a very strange story. I guarantee you, Sammy, there's a Hollywood writer writing the movie for this thing right now based on this story. Uh, Just again, I hate reading these kind of things that we're talking about right now. And as a matter of fact, I think they speak for themselves and we're just going to go on to something else unless you have a comment. Don't speak. Don't say a word, Sam. You're not allowed. Uh, she didn't say a word, but this is something Sammy might say a word about. Michael Kors. Sammy, I know you know who Michael Kors is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're buying Versace. Guess what they're paying? Oh. They're buying Versace for $2 billion. Oh, my Not God. Bad, huh? I know. Michael Kors buying them for $2 billion. Big brand buying another big brand. Lots of money in fashion. If you get there, good for you. But um, I always, every time I see the word Versace, I always think of the movie Showgirls. When uh, the lead in the movie, she said Versace. Do you remember that line? I got this at Versace. Yes. You do? I know TJ does it because he doesn't see a lot of movies. TJ, do you? Yeah. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You know me well, Buff. <laughs> know me well. I know you well. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, let's talk some UFC news, bring the audience back into the show, since we're pushing them away a little bit with these stories. Um, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has just approved a motion. They're going to give Khabib, Habib Nurmagomedov uh, half of his $2 million purse immediately. He'll get the check. The other $1 million will be held until Habib's next uh, hearing in front of the commission, which will be December 10th. And that's where they'll decide the ultimate punishment for Habib. Uh, that's a quote from the article I'm reading, not from me, right? Cause I, I don't wish, you know, I don't wish any harm in the situation. It just needs to be dealt with correctly, I, I, but he'll get his penance for the melee that yeah. he caused on the October 6th. I, I, I don't have any info in front of me, but I can't recall a single fighter ever being fined more than 25% of their purse. So, I mean, I, I have a feeling that if he is, if they really want to stick it to him and, and, and make it hurt, they're going to find 25%. Uh, of Habib's purse, which is going to be, you know, a quarter of a million dollars, which sucks. Uh, but it is what it is. And uh, I don't know. It's like correction. Be a half million. It's uh, $2 million, 25% uh, yeah, half million. Half million. I, I don't think they're going to do a half million. I mean, I, it's going to be, it's going to be at, at most, uh, to me, it's going to be a quarter mil, in my opinion. All right. Well, we'll see how it comes out. But the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission officials, and this is a word from them, they've noted that Habib made roughly five to six million from the UFC 2229 fight. This is their quote. And what's interesting is Conor McGregor, uh, they said, is expected to make around 50 million. Yeah, but so, that, that, that's, that's them speculating. They have no yeah, information in front of them other than what is on that show money and, 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 and payout money for, for, for a win bonus. So I, I hate to say it, uh, the UFC is a privately held company and. The finances of their athletes beyond what it is uh, on their contract and their bad agreement to show and win, 
that stuff is between the UFC and their athletes. And the Athletic Commission, in my opinion, is out of line by speculating anything. Can't argue that point, especially when you're talking about money. You know, it's not it's, we go by what we read in the papers. Well, we go by what we see. But the reality is all the reality. Right. And if, if, if Connor's going to make I'm, I'm sure Connor's pay-per-view share was much more considering they're you know, making way Connor's, more money Connor's than pull. the paper. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he, here's the thing that bothers me, Bruce. It, it comes down to speculation and the Nevada Athletic Commission has the right to levy a fine. And it, I mean, in a lot of ways, n- no disrespect to the Athletic Commission, but they're not governed by the same laws that rule a court of law. This is an athletic commission. It's an independent body. Yes, it's government ran, but it, it, largely they get to do what they want and everything can be appealed, but there's nothing really sort of guiding them along the way other than precedent. And I, I'm sorry, if you're going to find me something, the last thing that you should be doing is speculating on what this fine would mean to my overall amount of money that I'm getting paid elsewhere. You don't know what any athlete is getting paid necessarily from the UFC. Even in their bout agreements, you don't know what the, the manager's cut is. You don't know no, we, training we, partners. We things like that. It, it's, it's very, very touchy in, in you know issuing a fine in the first place and then beyond that, utilizing these other facts and figures to get your number that are 100% you just throwing stuff at the wall. I'm with you, but uh, again, the bottom line is he's going to lose some money. The other and he bottom should. line he is, should. yeah, and he should. And the other bottom line is he's going to make a ton of money. Right. So, um, and the other bottom line is, is that what happened that night? Uh, half the audience we discussed before they see Khabib in a different light. Habib, rather, I keep saying that. Sorry, Habib in a different light, and then the other half see Habib as the way he's always been, which is the ultimate cool cat that he is. But now. Habib's going to make more money than ever because his ticket's going to go up. He's become more popular than ever, as we discussed last week on the show and the week before uh, with the incident, the horrific incident that took place. It's over. Let's move past it. Nevada needs to take their fine, whenever that is. Onward and upward. Right. Exactly right. Too much, too many great UFCs coming up, too much incredible matchups coming up. You know, John Jones coming back, everything happening. I mean, just in the month of November, it's crazy. Like, Think about it. We're we're already knocking on the door of UFC 230. We're still talking about UFC 229, and we have a heavyweight title fight coming up in you know a little just over a week. Exactly. Exactly. I know. I know. Listen, I'm going to hardly even be home during the month of November with everything going on, but that's fine. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, speaking of UFC, heading off to Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada, Saturday night. The show will be on Fox Sports One. Volkan uh, Ozdemir versus Anthony Smith, Arden Lebov and Michael Johnson in the co-main event. Uh, good show, good solid show, lots of good bouts. Looking forward to it. Always enjoy going up to Canada. I'll see everybody in Moncton. I will be there announcing on Saturday night, so I will see you from the Octagon. All right, last night, Sammy, did you watch baseball? The Red Sox are unstoppable. Their offense is primed to overwhelm the Dodgers on the road to the title, but we'll see what happens tonight. We'll see how the Dodgers come out. Uh, playing in Boston with those great Boston fans and that great stadium, that very historical stadium I had the pleasure of uh, going to for the home Buffer. run one time. You oh, live in L.A. What? You can't say nice things about Boston right now. I'm sorry. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Uh, because a, I happen, I happen to like the Red Sox. I always have. All right. But you're also afraid I am, that Dane I am, is listening. You know that Dane is a Boston guy. Come on now. No, Stop no, no, sucking no, no, up no, no, to no, the but, boss. 
No, no, you're completely off track on that. I'm not sucking up to the boss at all because, listen, I have a lot of friends from Boston. Oh I mean, John Anik. We, we all know John, John Anik. Who's your coworker? John Anik. Lorenzo Fertina, exactly. who's your old boss? Oh, wait, no, no, Bye. that's Dana. That's just Dana. Never mind. No, hey. We, we got, you've got Dana. You've got my director, Zach Candido. I, I mean, these are all boss. in Boston. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. It's ridiculous. Bruce, just, just start singing Sweet Caroline already. No. Up, not gonna do it. I, listen, I live in LA. Not, not gonna do it. Oh, uh, I am oh. TJ. TJ, you're, you're scaring our listeners. I'm Stop not that. scaring our listeners. It sounds way better on my <laughs> end than it does yours, Bruce. We're fine. Sammy, Sammy, I got scared there a little bit. Just kidding. Um, listen, I'm watching. I I don't watch baseball as a rule during the season, but during the World Series playoffs, or I do yeah. love watching hey. baseball. And when I do watch baseball, as in the series, yeah. I am made the best team win. I'm watching these games to enjoy the games, yeah. made the best team win. I am supporting the, the Dodgers locally, of course. Sure. I've appeared for the Dodgers. I've thrown out the first pitch for the Dodgers. I've announced the opening of the Dodger game. Of course I'm going to root for the Dodgers. But if Boston wins, I'll be clapping my hands saying, great job, folks. But bottom what line, we have here is yeah. a dynamite World Series. Yeah, bottom line, I think playoff baseball is unlike any other uh, sport. And the, the the season, the regular season is so long for baseball where in April at kickoff, I mean, not kickoff, that's football. But, you know, when, when the season kicks off, you're like, hey, this is great. I like baseball. You like it for like a week. And then you tune out. And then maybe you come back around the All-Star game because, hey, it's the All-Star game. We're in the middle of summer. Great. And then you tune out again until – the end of uh, September, when you start to see those playoff teams sort of separate themselves from the others, and uh, playoff baseball is so good, and this really is a phenomenal World Series. Absolutely is, and uh, the football has been really good. Last weekend, uh, last week, I think three of my four picks came through. Uh, Philadelphia let me down again. I would have done really, really well, but uh, that's partially emotional, partially yeah, stop a statistical heart, bet. I mean, have well, you not learned oh, anything? John Anik says have, bet against the uh, home team that you love so much. If you bet against uh, Philly, they'll win every week. Well, here, here's how I feel now. In my four picks for the weekend, Philly is not in them, okay? Because they're not covering the spread. Yeah, that but could you got to bet against quick. them, Bruce. Buy that win for your team. Buy it. I'll, I'll make that decision when I make that decision, but you never know. Um, oh, you'd feel so with guilty. With that being said, nah, nah. Yeah, I'm not going to bet. I, you know what? If I don't bet with Philadelphia... I'm not even going to touch the game, period, is that. Okay, here's my four picks for this weekend. Buffalo Bills plus 14 points. Take the Buffalo Bills, buy it to 14 and a half. They're playing New England at New England. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they've been covering the spread every week except for one week this season. They are minus 10 at home. Buy the Kansas City Chiefs. Take the Kansas City Chiefs, buy them down. For those of you that do make football uh, bets, you do understand what I'm saying. Buy it down to... Uh, minus nine and a half points. It's very important to, to buy that half a point extra or take it down whenever the spread is seven, 10, or 14 points. Third pick, the Rams, minus nine and a half points. Go with the Rams. They're on fire, probably along with the Kansas City Chiefs, the two best teams in football aside from the Patriots. And the Cleveland Browns, plus eight points. Take the Cleveland Browns in this weekend's game. Followed as follows. Buffalo Bills, plus 14. Take Kansas City Chiefs. Minus 10, Rams, minus 9.5, Cleveland, plus 8 points. There's your four picks for the weekend. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your UFC. Tonight is the World Series on the day that we're recording this for Game 2. You'll know what happens at the time you're listening to the show. Sammy Phillips, what is going on in your life? What do you want to tell the audience? Because we have to sign off. Oh, well, um, 
Everything's uh, pretty groovy. Just plugging along here at Penthouse. Um, production managing, photo shoots, pet shoots, cyber cutie shoots, penthouse films. Um, just living the dream. And uh, if anybody wants to follow me, it's The Single Life on Twitter, Sam's Pajama Party on Instagram, and Sammy Phillips on Facebook. That's S-A-M-M-Y, Sammy. That's it. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks, Sammy. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Sorry it took a while, but we'll have you back. And uh, very, very soon. Uh, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Sounds good. I love you guys. Love you too, Sammy. I, I think TJ, all, anything to tell the audience? Sam, you're all right. I think you're cool. Um, I think you're cool too. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. People have been listening to the show forever, Bruce. They know where to find me. Go find me over there, people. <laughs> all right. And for those of you listening to the show forever, you can find me on Instagram at Bruce Buffer UFC, on Twitter at Bruce Buffer, and Facebook. You know, hopefully you find one of my real Facebook pages, not one of the phony ones. Okay, with that being said, I am going to be getting on with the day. Got lots to do here. Sammy, have a wonderful day. Love yeah. you, honey, and very wonderful Love having you, you on the show you. as always. Love you too. Thank you. TJ, you're very welcome. TJ, always great to talk to you. We'll be back next week. Uh, I've got a tight week next week uh, with two days. I get back from Canada. I've got to go off to New England to film a TV commercial and then go to New York for the big UFC 230. Uh, can't wait for that. Cormier. Derek the Beast Lewis. Wow. Can't wait for that. It's going to be great. Hey, you want to hear uh, me? With really, that being, you, you want to hear me really piss off Sam before we go? Yep, yeah, please do. Why? We haven't heard her get excited about All you. Right, here we go. Love you, Buff. Love you too, TJ. Uh, it's killing her right now. It's killing uh, I don't her. Right hear, it's killing her. She muted it's the killing phone. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? No, it's fine. All right, saying goodbye, everybody. All right, everybody out there, have a great week. Have a great day. Live life to the fullest. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Treat everybody around you with respect the way you want to be treated. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. Educate yourself on them before you step on that path. And when you step on that path, be the best you can be. Do the best job you can do because that is winning. And we all want to be winners, folks. And that's what we talk about in this time radio. So I will be back next week. Enjoy your week. Buffer out. Love you, Sammy Davis. Love you, Sammy. No, Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, oh, gosh. Asshole. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.